Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. Stand up for your country. Well, I may have Biden derangement syndrome. If you read my column filed yesterday at noon, I explained the malady. Trump derangement syndrome. We all knew what that was. And now I, I might have Biden derangement syndrome and there's no vax. There's no vaccine for it. I don't want this. And that's the column. I don't want to be deranged over Joe Biden, but I, I, it's very simple. Can he really be that bad? And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So here is Biden's weekend. Um, they found more top secret documents, but there's something very interesting going on here. So this is the fourth batch of documents to be found in Biden's possession since the first announcement back in November of 22. 26 classified documents have been found at either Bison's residence or his Penn Center in D.C. Okay, but get this. Biden's got two homes, one in Wilmington Beach. This is a lakefront home. 
This is where the latest documents have been found. But he's also got a house in Rehoboth Beach, very near on the ocean, and the FBI has not even searched it yet. Now, that is incredibly hard to believe, is it not? No, nobody searched that house yet. Are you kidding me? I thought there was a special prosecutor appointed by Merrick Garland. And if the FBI is combing the Wilmington house, why wouldn't they send a couple of guys over to the Robot house? Does that make sense to you? Is this the way the Federal Bureau of Investigation is supposed to be operating? No, it's not the agent's fault. They have to do what they're told. But they flood down to Mar-a-Lago, as everybody knows. I think there were 40 of them down there with guns. And now we got a big beach house sitting there and nobody's looked at it. I mean, I'm just, I'm sitting here going, do I live now in uh, Zambia, Nicaragua? Is that where we are now? A third world banana republic? It's, it's inconceivable. Okay, so y'all know the reaction of people for this classified stuff because they have to react this way because they condemn Trump so much. Because Trump and Biden basically did the same thing, but it was on a, you know, there's more Trump documents in play than Biden, but Biden's catching up. And if they ever go to Rehoboth, he might pass Trump. Who knows? All right. So on the heels of this, the chief of staff for the Biden administration, Ron Klain, says he's stepping down. And then many right wing outlets go, oh, this is because Klain sees the ship sinking. Uh, he wants to get out the documents that that that. No, that's not what this is about. All right. Klain is leaving to make money. And he knows Klain knows a smart guy that Biden's not going to run again. The whole thing is going to collapse under the House investigations. The whole Biden administration is going to collapse once the House starts looking at the Hunter Biden and the FBI trying to help Biden. It's all going to collapse. Trust me on this. All right. So Klain wants out. But the primary reason is money. So he can book speeches for two years, Klain, at a big fee. If he stayed and then Biden collapses, He's not going to make nearly as much money. That's why Klain is leaving. Okay. So Jeffrey Zintz, Z-I-E-N-T-S, is taking over. All right. He is 56 years old, uh, graduated summa cum laude from Duke in 1988. Smart guy. He was in charge of some COVID thing. I don't know what, but. He was a liaison with COVID and Biden and transition, whatever. I don't know. He's a bureaucrat. He's a swamp guy. But this doesn't matter at all because the one who's in charge of Biden, the person who is telling him what to do is Susan Rice. Now, let me tell you about Susan Rice. You know her. She was involved in the Benghazi fiasco with Hillary Clinton. She's a Democrat apparatchnik, but you don't really know her. 58 years old, 
brilliant woman, okay? She served as the director of U.S. domestic policy since 2021. She came with Biden, and she came on purpose. She wasn't a pal of Biden's, all right? She did work in the Obama administration, but she was put in the White House for a reason, okay? So a little background on Rice before we get to the reason. So she first emerges um, as a foreign policy aide to Michael Dukakis, okay, who, of course, uh, lost to Bush the Elder in 88. Then she started to work at the Brookings Institution, a prestigious think tank. In 2004, she was a foreign policy advisor to Kerry, John Kerry. Now, remember, Dukakis and Kerry are very left-wing individuals. Kerry more so than Dukakis, but very left. All right, and Kerry gets waxed uh, by Bush the Younger. Then Rice signs on as foreign policy advisor. Okay, remember the words foreign policy. I've used them now three times. To Obama. Okay, and then Obama appoints her ambassador to the U.N. after he wins. Okay, now, Susan Rice then shifts from foreign policy into domestic policy where she doesn't know anything, but she is a radical left thinker. Let me back it up. Okay, 21, January 26th, almost a year, two years ago, she puts out um, a paper No, it's a press briefing by Susan Rice, and you don't see her around anymore. They've kept her under wraps. But this is a press briefing two years ago. She says, quote, every agency in this administration will place equity at the core of their public engagement. Okay? That means that African-Americans... Uh, LBGQ, religious minority, they're all going to be hired first. Okay? Just says it. And that's what Biden said. So equity, number one. Number two, um, according to the Washington Post, Rice said, in every department and all aspects of what we do, we need to be intentional about infusing equity and racial justice. Okay, in everything we do, everything. Now, I don't know how you infuse that in Ukraine, but they'll figure out a way. Then, on December 29, 2022, just a few weeks back, she says that cannabis clemency is remarkably productive. That means that Biden expunged all the marijuana um, convictions. So she's down with pot, likes the pot, likes the equity. And finally, she tweeted that women's reproductive health is a top priority for this administration and is supporting abortion pills to be sold at pharmacies. Now, if you go down the list of progressive causes, she is at the top of every list. So people write to me all the time, and when I go on 
uh, other programs on the radio and television. And go, well, well, who's who's the puppet master here? Who's writing Biden's speeches? Who's supervising what he says? Who's telling him what to do? It is Susan Rice who is doing that. Now, final thing in the talking points memo. Susan Rice is best friends with the Obamas. Best friends. So I'm not drawing any inferences right now, but if you're Sherlock Holmes, you're going, hmm, see, the Obamas are quiet. They're not saying, well, we told Joe Biden to do this or that, or we suggested to the president he do that. No, but it's not inconceivable to see Obamas, Susan Rice, Joe Biden. Okay, so now you have it. That is what has happened the last two years. And, you know, it was interesting because over the weekend, it was a two year anniversary of Biden's inauguration. Do you hear anything about that? There's nothing about it. Nobody said a word because it's been such a disaster. And Susan Rice is the architect of that disaster. Remember, when everything is infused with race, everything, then you're going to get skewed policies across the board. That's the memo. All right, President Biden's schedule today. Put it on up there. Um, uh, For those of you on the radio, uh, listening on the radio, he did nothing. Nothing. So this Monday, he showed up at the White House at 1040. That's when he got to work. That's a good job, you know. That a good job? (laughs) Nothing. So how many times have I said that to you, that he, this is the first weekday, right? Nothing, didn't do anything. But I, I guess he met with Susan Rice. I would, I would think he would do that. All right, some poll numbers for Biden. And um, if you see things about Trump and Republicans running for president on poll polling, it's all bogus. Far too early for any of that stuff. I don't even give it to you, all right? But I see them all the time, but it's just, why would I report a story that's bogus? It means nothing. I wouldn't. But the Biden poll numbers mean something. First one, Ipsos poll, all right? 1,035 Americans, Democrat 28, Republican 25, Independent 40. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Joe Biden's handling his job? Approve 40, disapprove 53. Quinnipiac. All right, 1,466 registered voters. Republican 27, Democrat 29, Independent 33. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Biden's handling his job? Approve 38. Now, this poll was just taken. Disapprove 53. Economists, left-wing poll. This is a left-wing poll. Okay, do you approve or disapprove? Approved 44, while Quinnipiac has got it at 38. Uh, Economist, which is a left-wing magazine, it's got it at 44, disapproved 48. It's almost 50-50 as far as, because there's a margin of error. But I don't believe that poll for a second. And Harris poll, um, 2,050 registered voters. Internet poll, approve or disapprove. Approved 42, disapproved 56. 
So his poll numbers are terrible. That's why you didn't hear anything about his two-year inaugural anniversary of being in the Oval Office. All right, now, Democrats are really caught here. They can't support Biden on the documents because of what they did to Trump. So, Senators Manchin and Durbin went on the Sunday shows, and here's what they said. Go. It's unbelievable how this could happen. It's totally irresponsible, and who's at fault? But with that being said, putting it in a political kangaroo court's not going to help. What it should be done is exactly what Merrick Garland did, put the special counsel. Let's wait and see. At its heart, the issue is the same. Those documents should not have been in the personal possession of either Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But what happened and followed from it is significantly different. Oh, he doesn't know that, Durbin. Now, this is what I said on News Nation last week, and I could be wrong about this. I don't think so, but I could be. I don't think Trump or Biden knew what the deuce was in those boxes. I think they were moved out of their uh, office places, moved in to Mar-a-Lago and to the other Biden uh, centers. You know, they're not looking at that stuff. Now, that doesn't excuse it. Doesn't excuse it. And Trump handled it differently. He was defiant. And Biden knew that he had to be, uh, and he's, he hasn't admitted he's wrong. I'll play you sound about in a minute. But he knew he had to take a different approach than Trump because he did the same thing as Trump. But I don't think either of them knew. Now, maybe I'll be proven wrong on that, but I doubt it. So here's what Biden says about the whole thing. Go. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. Oh, I hate that cliche. Don't you hate that cliche? When you, if you're going to use no there there, then you just apply it to Biden himself. He's not really there. It's an apparition. Okay? So I have no regrets. And Trump didn't have any regrets either. Where, where do we get to this point where the presidents of the United States, even if they do something that shouldn't have happened, won't say, gee, I wish it didn't happen? Why do we can't get that anymore? I have no regrets. Mm. Yeah. Now, this Rehoboth Beach House thing is bothering me. All right? This is why I have Biden derangement syndrome. It shouldn't bother me this much, but it bothers me. I think it's corruption. So I told my staff, get Tomlin, get him off the ski slopes, ski slopes of uh, Salt Lake. Get him in here, former U.S. attorney for Utah. You know, I've made your career. You know, I have made you. (laughs) Now I see you on Fox. I see you with all these pinheads over there. You know, you're a big star. People are going, can I get the little gray and the Tallman beard? You know, they're going. We were there before there there was there. That's right. I discovered you. It's like Shirley Temple. Um, All right. Does this make any sense to you as a former U.S. attorney? As you don't, after all this time, you haven't even gone into the Rehoboth house. 
Yeah, I'm glad you highlighted it because I think corruption as well, Bill. And I, I've, you know, I've dealt with cases. I've been on both sides of the classified document cases, prosecuting them and defending on them. And they take a, a pretty, pretty much a zero tolerance approach with any uh, anyone else. And they took that approach with with President Trump. And you and I were the first ones to say, you know, they were they were overdoing it and it was going to come back to bite them. And it, it did. And, and now they're stuck. And I, I just want to point out, though, remember. It was the inspector general that got tipped off that Biden might have a document or two. And then they very quietly used private attorneys to go to his uh, pen office, you know, and search. And then they found some and they brought it to DOJ. Every step of the way, it seems as though it's, it's more an effort to control a story than it actually is to investigate. And now with an entire home not having been investigated, the DOJ and the FBI taking a back seat, we're left to say, look, we may not agree or disagree with what you do, but at least, at least DOJ apply it equally to both sides. Well, they're never going to do that. But shouldn't Merrick Garland be embarrassed? I mean, as the attorney general, he's got to know. Look, if you're a dope dealer and they find 10 pounds of cocaine in one house, you got another house eight miles away. They, they go over to the other house. OK, so oh, no, no question. Yeah. Merrick Garland can't defend this. Christopher Ray can't defend it. This makes me think that the special prosecutor appointed by Garland to look at Biden, he can't defend it. That means he's incompetent. That means the fix is in, that they don't really want to know the extent of this. I mean, it, it's just like you can't defend it. Why didn't you go over there? Am I wrong? Am yeah, I overhyping this? Not, not at all. Remember, the, the special counsel is not really even engaged yet. He, he was going to have 30 days before to wrap up other issues um, with his practice. So he's not even engaged in, in calling the shots. So the blame falls squarely. But, but wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to give him a pass because, number one, he's already interviewed a few people on this. I know that to be fair. They released it. But number two, all he would have to do as he's disengaging from whatever other thing he was doing is pick up the phone and say, hey, I need somebody to go over to Rehoboth, you know, because we need to have what the scope of this is when I walk in the door. It's not unreasonable. I mean, what, how long does that take? Yeah, it's a good point. And, and I would say especially it's reasonable when you have found documents now in multiple locations. Uh, I, you and I, we could absolutely place a bet there's going to be some documents in the Rehoboth house. Yeah, I mean, look, I am so tired of this corruption, which is getting worse and worse and worse. And the American people have got to know it. I mean, I know some don't care. They're more partisan as long as it's uh, their party is put in a favorable light. They don't care what the party does. But most Americans are going, this is just outrageous. Now, I, um, I wanted to get you uh, on the record with the FBI. So Trump appointed Christopher Ray. In my opinion, Ray has made the FBI even worse than it was under Comey. I mean, and when you see Ray in testifying in front of the, uh, the uh, in the hearings in Congress, I mean, the guy won't answer a question. He's just a weasel. He comes off as this weaselly guy. He's like Garland. Garland and Ray are like the same. They won't answer questions. They, you know, um, Garland uh, looks nervous. All right. He, he's like this. And Ray looks cool. That's the difference. But in the what they're giving the American public is nothing. 
if you were appointed head of the FBI, and I would do that if I were president, what was if, how would you clean that agency up? How would you do it? Yeah, and, and first of all, I'd love that job because I, I think I'd go in there and acknowledge where we made mistakes and answer honestly what we're doing and reprioritize the FBI. My first move, Bill, and I'm glad you asked this question, the first move would be clean house of all those that are in the executive positions in Washington, D.C. Remove them and bring in, there are fantastic resident agents in charge across the country that are running you know, massive field offices who care more about investigating crime than they do about the politics and replace all those in Washington, D.C. And as soon as you start to do that, you'll see a very different FBI. We had an author on last week who wrote a book about the decline of the FBI. He said this all started when Robert Mueller was the chief and he, he was given the mandate after 9-11 to track down terrorists that were here in the United States. And he took authority away from the field offices and, and centralized everything in Washington and brought in the swamp creatures to the FBI to run that anti-terror program. I don't know whether that's true or not. I, I obviously didn't, but it made sense that Mueller was the guy. And then it got out of control with Comey and McCabe and the other people. Do you see it that way? Well, I'm not sure who your guest was, was but I would give um, a thousand percent endorsement on that. Think, think for on this fact, Bill, prior to 9-11 and prior to the new mandate of the FBI to root out domestic terrorism, 70% of the FBI was being used on drug interdiction and violent crime across the country, partnering with state and locals to get rid of violent crime. So 70% shift went to domestic terrorism with newfound money, budget, they had to justify all that new focus. And that's what they've done. And it's it's creeped. It's continues to creep into average American citizens' lives as we see them, you know, develop into an, an intelligence agency rather than a law enforcement agency. Yeah, and then they align with the anti-Trump movement and the rest, as we know, is history. All right, Brett, thank you very much for coming on and uh, stay safe out there in Utah. We'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Thanks, Bill. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. 
Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, the border stats released Friday late. This is what they always do. This is the Biden administration, all right? So the data is, uh, is released by the Border Patrol, but they release it when they're told to. So late Friday, January 20th, it comes out because all the journalists are gone. And the weekend news cycle is not nearly as well watched and listened to as during the week. All right, here's the data. In December, more than 250,000 migrants were encountered by the Border Patrol. So that's one month. That's a 240% increase from December 2022. Um, I'm sorry, from um, December 2021. All right. So in December 2022, let me be clear, because I wasn't clear. All right. Quarter of a million migrants, more than a quarter of a million. 21, that is up 240 percent. It's shocking. But as Biden said, you know, hey, that, uh, no, there's no there there. I, I, we didn't do anything wrong. And, and, uh, and then he just shuffles off. And it's he did, believe me, doesn't care. Let Susan handle it. Let Susan Rice handle it. He doesn't care. Um, so it's a disaster. There's no doubt about it. And then correspondingly, the narcotics traffic has gone up. Um, and then the U.S. Border Patrol has confirmed at least 1.2 million migrants, illegal entries, got away. They weren't even encountered. How do they know that? Well, they have sensors. And I, I think that's low myself. I think more than 1.2 million have got away. And this is uh, since Biden has been president, two years. Um, 1.2 sounds low to me. Um, The Border Patrol, they don't, most of these people, they seek out the Border Patrol. That's what the cartels tell them to do. They come over and they go, I I wanna surrender and and ask for asylum. They don't run away, most of them. All right. They want asylum and they get in the system and then they get bust or flown wherever they want to go. It's a great deal. The ones that get away, they don't want anything to do with the Border Patrol. Okay, so they're the hardcore. And I think it's more. Based upon what people uh, are telling me. Okay, this terrible shooting in California. Now, 
this story is a continuation of the madness that we have in America, where people who are insane kill other people. It's as simple as that. And we have more of it here because we have a free society, that you have a right to protect yourself with firearms, constitutional right. Most countries, you don't have that, particularly in the totalitarian countries. You're caught with a gun in Russia or China or Cuba or North Korea. They're not going to see you for a while. There's no trial either. Okay, so and even in other countries like New Zealand and Australia and people, the gun culture is very, very hard. But here, uh, the wisdom of the founding fathers is Americans have a right to defend themselves. And with the crime that we have and the 330 million people and the open border and everything else, we need that right. I'll be very clear on that. But insane people get access to guns and then they go out. So what happened was Saturday night, there was a dance honoring the Lunar New Year Chinese event, uh, American Chinese. And uh, a guy named Hu Khan Tron, 72 years old, goes in. He murders 10 people and uh, injures another 10. All right. He had a uh, semi-automatic pistol with an extended magazine. Not hard to get on a black market. You can get that. Um, and uh, he went and did it, and then he killed himself as the authorities chased him. So this is just another one of what we see almost every month in this country, unfortunately. But when it broke, you had the usual suspects trying to racialize the crime. Here's Chuck Schumer. Okay. Oh, boy. Schumer. Quote, I'm heartbroken by the news of the shooting in Monterey Park amid Lunar New Year celebrations. I'm praying for the victims, their families, the first responders. We must stand up to bigotry and hate. Wherever they rear their ugly heads, we must keep working to stop gun violence. So Schumer, before he knows anything about it, bigotry and hate. Okay, so what's the bigotry? It was American Chinese who, by the way, came from communist China. Okay, immigrated over here, killing other American Chinese. All right, Chuck. Now, Chuck would have been happy. I'm sorry to say this, and it's nasty, and I'm very sorry to say it. Would have been pleased if it had been some white guy, particularly if it had been a white supremacist militant guy. Oh, Chuck would have went crazy. He would have loved that. And you know what I'm saying is true. It's not nice. But it's true. All right. Norway. I'm only telling you this because it's so, I don't know, out there. The Norwegian chief of defense, Eric Christofferson, okay, says that Russia has suffered 180,000 killed or wounded in Ukraine so far. So on February 24th, it'll be one year since Putin invaded. And he says 180,000 killed or wounded Russians. Now, how does he know that? Well, he was on Danish, Danish, Norwegian TV. Um, and he doesn't really say how he knows it. I'm figuring out how, how does Eric know? 
Now, the U.S. intel says 100,000 dead or wounded. Okay? That's a big difference. And um, either way, I mean, obviously, Putin's getting his butt kicked over there. But he's not going to stop because he doesn't care. Just like Biden doesn't care about the open border and the suffering, the massive suffering that that has led to, Putin couldn't care less how many dead or wounded. All right, it's all about Putin. I want to restore the grandeur of the Soviet Union. Media. So I told you last week I have a, a letter from Ronald Reagan, not to me, but it's a letter I acquired because I'm a history guy and I research history. I wrote a book called Killing Reagan. All right, y'all know that. So this letter is about the media and it was written 40 years ago. Okay, January 10th, 1983. So I'm going to quote from the letter. Let me show you what we're up against with the press. You saw the coast-to-coast firestorm. Ronald Reagan wants to tax the unemployed. No one called first to ask if it was true. They never do. One more sample of what can only be a concerted campaign. A few weeks ago, the market dived 36 points in one day. The TV news that night and the papers the next morning trumpeted that It was the biggest loss since 1929. Then they added just before the Great Crash and the Depression. But none of them pointed out the 36 points were from a Dow of about 1,040. In 1929, the Dow was 200. Like Jimmy Durante, I've got a million of those examples of press dishonestly, unquote. That was 40 years ago. And uh, they did. They did work Reagan over almost every day. I uh, was working at ABC at the end of his term, and I I was down in Washington somewhat with Sam Donaldson. Donaldson hated him. He hated Reagan. He would disparage him. I mean, you know. So I thought it was a fascinating letter. Um, nothing's changed in 40 years. And then I asked my producer, uh, do you know who Jimmy Durante is? <laughs> no clue. Poor Jimmy. He's gone. The big time comedian with the big nose back then and all of that. Smart life. All right. Get cash back with the Chase Amazon credit card. I hate doing this. I don't want to advertise Chase or Amazon. But their credit card, it looks like to us will get you a lot of money back if you buy stuff. Okay, now you're going to go check it out. I hope if you want to save money, you search credit cards on Amazon.com and then it'll pop up. So it's a legitimate bank, Chase. And then they got all kinds of things where they give you back. Money. Substantial money. All right. So some people, not many, because we have the biggest retention rate, I think, in the industry about uh, concierge and premium members um, reing up, you know, renewing their subscription, their yearlies. But some people, you know, because of the recession, has, have not renewed up because we ask them. And they go, well, we, we, I, say, we save you 100 times more money 
if you listen to our smart life tips, than your subscription. And you can't get this anywhere else. I mean, you got to be, you know, I'll give it to you on the No Spin News, but you got to, you know, you got to be with us. And the other tips that we have on the Internet are for concierge premium members. So we urge you to, if you aren't a member, because I know we have a lot of people listening on the radio, to check it out. It'll save you a ton. You say in history, January 23rd, 2005, Johnny Carson dies the age of 79 from emphysema. Um, he was the best known television personality in the country for almost 30 years. And his last show was May 22nd, 1992. Roll it. Originally, NBC came and says, you know what we'd like you to do in the final show? We'd like to do a two-hour primetime special with a lot of celebrities and a star-studded audience. And I said, well, I'd really prefer to end like we started, rather quietly, in our same time slot, in front of our same shabby little set. <laughs> it is rather shabby. We, we offered it to a homeless shelter, and they said, no, thank you. <laughs> I am taking the applause sign home, putting it in the bedroom. <laughs> Maybe once a week, just turn it on. So anyway, uh, Carson, uh, when he left, is getting $9 million, uh, a night. $50 million watched his last show. Compare that to today. All right, so Johnny Carson dies on January 23rd, 2005. Back with a mail and a final thought in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's a mail. Let's rip through it. Sarah Shaver, Valdez, North Carolina. My thoughts and feelings are exactly the way you put it in your column, O'Reilly. I've started to think I was becoming like the irrational Trump haters. But as you said... The actions of President Biden, it's very hard not to have the syndrome. Got to fight it, though. I'm fighting. Phil, concierge member. Way to go, Phil. Thank you. Bill, your problem, you are getting emotionally involved. Big mistake. Stick with your principles, the facts, and the events actually describe. Time and God will fix our problems. All right, there's something to that. I mean, Biden's making me crazy. I got to pull back. I got to pull back. DeWitt, the fact is that for Biden and supporters, this is what a good job looks like. We live in a low voter comprehension era. It is hurting the country. There's no doubt about it, DeWitt. Uh, Brett O'Donnell, Levittown, Pennsylvania. 
Bill, I never hear politicians from either party talk about reducing the deficit. Are we capable of doing that? Yes, of course. If we cut spending, the deficit goes down. Tax receipts are at an all-time high. We could cut spending, and then that brings the deficit down. Melody, concierge remember, thank you, Melody. Bill, you are a great man, and your children are lucky to have you as a father. See, Melody, I, I'm reading that to them every hour on the hour, okay? I am fortunate to have good children that are grown and have become responsible, hardworking adults, so I am leaving them uh, money in my will. This is off the Marie Osmond stuff where I said I'm going to leave my urchins uh, stuff when I, leave, when I depart this world. Kirk Overby, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I know your worst cliche is at the end of the day, but there, there is probably worse. It's close. At the end of the day, it drives me nuts because every athlete is saying it now. Ugh. Ugh. Eileen Pilla, Oceanside, California. It's probably Pia, the Spanish. I submitted a claim on missingmoney.com. Received my check in less than two weeks. You are a lifesaver, O'Reilly. Yes. Missingmoney.com. Eileen scores. You see what I'm talking about here? All right, go to our store and that'll save you money because you got to buy spring and summer stuff. We got brand new polos, no spin. We got brand new mugs, no spin. Uh, Logos on them. I mean, you'll love this stuff. And it's very, not very inexpensive, but it's very moderately priced. Uh, Word of the day, this is a new one. Do not be tenebrific. I never heard that word, but it is a real word. T-E-N-E-B-R-I-F-I-C. Tenebrific. Don't be that. Back with a final thought in a moment. All right. Here's the final thought of the day. You know one of my mantras is people believe what they want to believe. Here in New York, the New York area, everybody wanted to believe the New York Giants would beat the Philadelphia Eagles, and a lot of people put money on it. Not me. Number one, I don't bet the NFL because you can't win. Number two, I hate all these betting commercials. I think it's horrible, particularly for younger people who don't have a lot of money. But anyway, the Giants are not as good a team as the Eagles. You can see it. It's plain to see. But here in New York, everybody was jazzed. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go in there to Philly and kick their butts. Well, the Giants got annihilated. They didn't just lose. They got annihilated. Now I'm watching it. I'm sad. I'm rooting for the Giants, all right? But I know the Eagles are a much better team. The Eagles could win the Super Bowl. All right? I think they're going to beat San Francisco. I'm not going to bet it, but I think they're going to beat them. So be careful in life. If you believe what you want to believe based on nothing else, you're likely to get burned. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. 
Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. 